0: To loving BDSM podcast episode 203. Okay, Lord's here with the one, the only, the how many cups of coffee have you had so far today, John Brownstone?
1: Uh, my four, and I'll be heading for my fifth tonight. Same, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those days. We're
0: fortifying ourselves, yes, we are. This week, we're talking about a topic that feels very big to us because it's not something we normally talk about, but it's also very important. And that's inclusivity, identity, the BDSM community, and living the principle of your kink is not my kink beyond the kinky part. Yes. There's a whole principle behind it. There is. And we think it's an important life principle.
1: One would hope. Yeah,
0: one would hope. (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the loving bdsm podcast if this is your first time listening glad to have you and it's also mostly like this every time and also mostly not like this every time. if you're back for another week welcome back loving bdsm is produced every friday for your kinky pleasure and education and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app if you love what you hear we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us You can follow the show on twitter at loving bdsm on fat life loving bdsm pc on instagram at that handle i will forever fucking hate hate it hate it so much but your
1: handle's not my handle but but that's okay your handle's
0: okay i know okay (laughs) smart ass the handle by the way is loving ds and the number one loving ds1 we guess we are on instagram uh, or you can subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com/loving BDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes a big shout out to our kinky patrons on patreon including our newest peeps we see Mm -hmm. you we love you a few of you i owe direct messages to (laughs) Um, we thank you all for being a proud cricket if you'd like access to more content to more us to be officially a proud proud cricket and if you don't know what Mm -hmm. cricket is you gotta stick around to the end to find out what that's all about but you can join us on Patreon for as little as $2 a month. Uh, just go to patreon.com slash Lords for the month of January 2020. We are yeah. doing a membership drive. Mm-hmm. And everybody who is a member of ours of Cricket Corner uh, on Patreon with us, uh, new or existing in January, gets a free little goodie in the mail come February.
1: I, I was going to blurt out, come join us in the corner.
0: Well, no, the corner's not a fun place to be. Yeah, I really, yeah. I like the corner. right? I mean, I like Cricket Corner. Yeah, Cricket
1: Corner is cool.
0: Right, but mm, the corner in general, (laughs) mm, no. So just go to patreon.com slash killlords. That's patreon.com slash killlords. Or use the link in the show notes. Okay, so we are here for... See, here's what annoys me about this week's topic. And it's not the topic that annoys me. It's how I feel about having this topic. And... It's that I feel away, not because I think the topic is not a good topic. The Mm -hmm. topic is, I think, a really good topic. I think it's a really important topic. I think it's something that probably needs to be talked about much more than it is being talked about in the BDSM community. I just kind of hate the reason for the topic because I want to believe that if you claim a label involving kink that you are an open-minded, open-hearted human being... Who lets your kink principles flow through every other part of your life? That remember last week when I said I had an internal glittery, squishy, optimist side. Yes, that's that's <laughs> that part of me because I am also realistic enough to know that people are people, um, and so sometimes
1: squidgy, squidgy. I know
0: I'm very squidgy, <laughs> very squidgy. Um, and sometimes people don't behave in the way that I'd like to think that we all can and people are not as accepting and as inclusive as I would like to think that we all should be. Um, And so we're gonna talk about some of that today. Um, I am not going to say that there are any lessons or wisdom to impart. This Mm -hmm. is probably more of the uh, op-ed kind of thing where, (laughs) This is how we think about these things. And if you think about them in this way, great. And if you don't, hopefully we haven't scared you off and hang around Mm. us long enough and you'll think this way too. Um, (laughs) That's that's my goal. Um, So let's start with where this topic came from. And it came from three different places. And you're Mm. the one, I think, who said something first. Because you would notice something, a phenomenon going on on fat life.
1: Yes, um, what what I what I noticed um, in a number of places was I, I saw a a disconnect between the older generation of kinksters and and the young generation, and and what was happening was that I was seeing a number of of um, older generation people in, in the kink lifestyle who were withdrawing from the community.
0: So not the fact that they weren't saying, oh, I'm not kink anymore. They were just saying, I'm not going to be a part of the community. Part of the community. Gotcha. Um, (laughs) Because they feel that the changes being brought into
1: the the community are are not to their liking.
0: Do they say specifically what they don't like about it? No, no. It's just, it's too much. They don't like it. It's too different. Mm -hmm. Bless Mm -hmm. their hearts.
1: I know. (laughs) <laughs> I know. Um, you know, I I uh, kind of live by a mantra. It's a line from a song that I heard many, many years ago. Um, and, and it rings true in, in in kink, in in life, in relationships, in general. Change isn't permanent, but change is.
0: Oh, yeah, you like to quote that at me all the time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's and song and it, lyric. It's song lyric. Okay, okay. Yes. of course that's why you like to quote it at me all yeah. the time. Okay.
1: I uh, and, and it rings true because. Nothing really is ever permanent. There really are no permanent things in life. The only permanent thing is, is that inevitably something is going to change. Right.
0: The the only constant is change. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So somebody has asked, so let's Mm -hmm. clarify what you mean. And I would like to remind anybody out there who's going, oh, ageism. Uh, Jim Brownstone's 58. He is about this close to 60. So I don't think you could be, I could be accused of, of you know being mean to old people but i don't think you can when you say older kingsters what Mm -hmm. age range are you looking at
1: um i was seeing people in their 60s and older 60s and older okay
0: okay yes yeah i in the local community that we used to be a part of it was a much older there were times it was it skewed much older. Yes. And some of them were very definitely set in their ways, and some were very open minded. They were like, yeah. I've been a hedonist for 50 years. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. So that yeah. is part of the conversation that we're going to have today. Whereas no group is a monolith, um, it is never all people of a group. We use generalizations and categories the exact way we use labels and titles and kink. You have to have words to be able to describe what you mean. Um, but as with everything, it's all a spectrum um, for behavior, for ideals, for views, for how we handle things, for how we look at things, all of it. So um, I guess of there the probably 10 billion disclaimers that will come out mm-hmm. through this episode, that is one of them. When we refer to a group of people... We, I know for me, and I know you're well aware of this, no no one person is perfectly representative of any group. And so Mm -hmm. we're speaking in generalizations because it's an easier way to talk about these things, but there are always exceptions. There are always people who don't fit the mold. I say that as somebody who has never felt any mold that I've ever been in, ever. So that was the first thing that he, John brownstone Brownstone's like let me tell you what i just saw like almost every day you you were seeing more and more of this happening i felt like. mm-hmm. the second thing that started happening was i started getting very cranky very very cranky at some people i was encountering in the community who were very sort of judgmental um And there was something about the way they would talk. It was like they were, they thought they were somehow better than other kinksters. And I don't mean in the, my way of kink is better than your way of kink. It was more like they had forgotten that as kinksters, nobody is safe. Meaning for the vast majority of us, I don't care what, how you identify yourself as a human being beyond kink, so we're not talking dom and sub, we're talking are you straight, are you bi, are you gay, are you um, male, female, or non binary like it does not matter who mm-hmm. you are, what your skin color is, any of that. When you are kinky, we all run the risk that family will reject us, jobs will fire us, the police will arrest us for domestic violence and abuse, And we can lose parts of our life because we're kinky. Now, I do not like to conflate the potential problems of being kinky with the potential problems of other groups of marginalized people and the threats that they face, because I don't, that feels, that feels wrong for me to do that. Um, But it is a fact that the vast majority of us in the kink world are anonymous. For a reason, okay? is why we have conversations with each other of, should I tell my family that I'm kinky? Should I tell my friend? Can I tell my friend? It's why we have done multiple shows about the time John Brownstone was outed and how that affected our family. (laughs) It's why there's an entire state I can barely go to right now because I'm not welcome in my mother's house. Welcome with my mother. My mother comes to see me. That's how Mm -hmm. we fix that. But that is a risk many of us run right i mean how many people do we know have we met in the lifestyle who are like oh my god if anybody found out i'd lose my job because they work in education they work in the medical field they work in wherever like we all face this and i watch conversations happen online where some people somehow think they're immune to that and that People being worried for their own safety or their the direction of their life is something to sneer at or something that can't touch them. And I get annoyed by that because I feel like since we all live on, or I can't, I won't say all, all is not the right word, many of us live under those circumstances and that knowledge right that somebody in our life could reject us for this and it could Mm -hmm. be financially painful it could be emotionally painful like there could be consequences right um i get very frustrated when i don't see more empathy in the kink community so there's that so that is where some of this is coming from and then and i'm not going to say names and I'm not going to rant and I'm not going to be mean about this
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: because the message came through uh, and I read it as being, they did not agree, but they were respectful. That's always been our thing from Mm -hmm. episode one is you don't have to agree with us. You just can't be an asshole about it. So this person was not an asshole about it. And so I'm not going to put them on blast, but they basically said... I'm so I'm so disappointed to see identity politics being part of your your shows now and I used to recommend you to people and I was like wait what first of all when I told John Brownstone about the message he had to get me to define identity politics and I'm not even 100% sure I, I I defined it properly I went to Google to get what other ah. people call it is how I did that. Okay, uh, because I don't think in those terms. I know some people mm-hmm. use the term identity politics as almost a pejorative. Um, it's right up there with referring to people as snowflakes, which I have used in a humor. I think in a humorous way, uh, but <laughs> so for some people it's up there. For other people, that is the term they use. They're like, yes, this is what this is. Uh, my really basic understanding of identity politics as a term is that it is a viewing yourself or others through the lens of your particular identity or identities so we are part of the kink community kink being kinky being a dominant being a submissive for many of us this is not about how we fuck. this is who the hell we are i am a submissive that is who i am mm-hmm. as part of my identity so technically by identifying as submissive and sort of doing deep dives and spending my time with and letting people know that that is my identity, that could, based on my understanding of identity politics, fall under that definition. Um, The LGBTQ community, people who fall within that community, sometimes in a mean way, sometimes in a very sort of like, yeah, that's what we are, that might be called identity politics. It's about looking at who you are through the lens of your different differing identities and the groups that you fall within and that is a really shitty definition if there's Mm -hmm. anybody out there who studies this kind of stuff and is smarter about this kind of stuff that would like to uh define it better than that please 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 do so uh with all of that coming together (laughs) on like what was a saturday night a sunday night i had thoughts um, and I have thoughts that I think are sort of boiling over. Um, the problem I have is that I do not feel qualified to talk about these things. Not to not share my thoughts. I always, when has <laughs> qualification ever stopped me from sharing my thoughts, right? Um, it's because I am not a representative of most of the people who would probably better identify with... Some of the things we might talk about and I don't want to ever appear like I am speaking for another group of people um, because I can't and I shouldn't. I don't have that lived experience. I'm just me. Um, Some other examples. that can are sometimes used in in the this, the pejorative view of identity politics is when I say things like and I've used this before. Um, I've referred to uh, myself because it's true, and I've referred to John Brownstone because it's true as cisgender. Cis is a separate word from gender. It's not all one. Cis is the adjective that describes the fact that I was I have a vulva. I was. They said you're a girl when I was born, and I grew up when I'm a girl. Uh, you got a penis. Mm-hmm. You were categorized as a boy because of that. And you're like, yes, I'm a, well, he's a man. But you know what I mean. (laughs) Um, And I use that term as a way to be more inclusive in my language, to differentiate between some people versus other people. I know um, Mm -hmm. I have cracked jokes about men. And I usually go, you know, mostly white, mostly straight, mostly You know, those kind of men. Um, And I know that some people probably don't like that. Okay. Um, I would like to think the proof that I love mostly straight, mostly white men is like sitting right next to me. And I'm raising two of them. Um, So (laughs) I clearly don't have anything against my own skin color and the people I the type of people I try to fuck first, (laughs) like men are my (laughs) go-to. This is where I start feeling really sticky about this because I I don't want to, y'all know I can go off on a tangent and I don't want to go off on too many tangents. What One of the things I would like to say and I would like to make clear and I think I thought, I hoped I made clear in episode one and it's why episode one is what it is i did this on purpose i felt like i was planting a flag and i was declaring that in my kink community in the people that i want to be around in the people Mm -hmm. that i hope to meet and talk to and get to know and have some impact on even if it's i just made you laugh you know maybe i made you think but hopefully i made you laugh hopefully i helped you feel a little bit better about your own um kinky life right my flag and the, my flag in the ground, my line in the sand, I'm mixing my metaphors, was that everybody is welcome because anybody can be kinky. Anybody. It is not just for male doms, female subs, and straight cisgender. Parents. It is not just for the beautiful people. It is not just for the ultra kinky or the people who are in the bedroom. It's not just for these people or that people It is for everybody of every identification you've got. However you see yourself, one of those ways of seeing yourself is kinky. Whoever you are, as long as you are of legal consenting age and you're an adult, please and thank you, kink is for you if that's what you want it to be um and so i've wanted to and i'm not even going to say we've always done it right or we've even been Mm -hmm. good at it i think i think hopefully we're getting better at it um i always wanted somebody to find us and even though their uh ds pairings or more than pairings because there are houses and there are polycules and there's all kinds of ways we can figure ourselves. But whoever you were and however you lived your kink life, if we resonated with you when you found us, whatever episode, whatever blog post, whatever, whatever, I wanted you to be able to see yourself in what we were talking about. And so I try to be gender neutral. I say they, I try not to assume gender. I try, I assume, oh, shit, I don't even assume you're having sex. How many times have I like interjected with my own point with the caveat that sex isn't required. You might not, you might be casual, you might not be this, you might not be that. And this is where I get, I, I get frustrated with others, but that's just life, we all get frustrated with others. It's that we can, many of us can accept that ds the way we do ds does not look like how somebody else does ds and we can accept that um the pairings and the partnerings and the way we come together can be completely unique and completely on a spectrum of sorts um and yet there are people within our own community Mm -hmm. because the bdsm community is just a cross-section of humanity so every type of person is here good bad nice not nice all parts of the political spectrum, all of it. Everybody's here. Um, but that some people could accept that you could be any kind of kinkster you wanted to be, and they cannot accept that you could be any kind of person that you who you are might not fit a binary. Who you are might not look or sound or be like anybody else. And I always wanted, once we started this podcast, because that's when I really started consciously thinking about it I wanted this to be a place where whoever you are you could see a bit of yourself here even if you're like I do not fuck with that baby girl shit that's some bullshit okay I know y'all are out there I know I still every once in a while will see comments where people are like oh no I can't do that little thing you know like I get it and that's okay you know I just That's what I hope for. Now, are we succeeding? That's up to the people who listen to us or watch Mm -hmm. us. You know, do people feel welcome and accepted here? That's up to the people listening or watching. But that is why we try to, as imperfectly as we are and as imperfectly as we do it, Um, we try to keep our language as inclusive as possible. It's why we will sometimes use terms like cisgender versus transgender. I truly do not use that language very often because I am so terrified of fucking it up. Like I will say it as sort of a reminder to both myself and to anybody listening who maybe doesn't have experience talking knowingly talking to people who um, are outside of the binary or who may be trans or whatever, that, oh yeah, these words exist, they mean something, they represent real people who are part of the BDSM community too. Um, I am not gonna stand up here and say, I'm an expert on any of it. I'm not gonna tell you that I even understand some of what this means. I certainly can't understand or talk about or explain what it's like for somebody who is outside of the binary and, and maybe just isn't even straight to navigate life can't do it can't do it not going to try to do it not my place to do it Mm -hmm. Uh, for anybody who's interested and i will try to remember to link this in all the appropriate places later um if you are interested in maybe um hearing from people who talk about their own uh experience as um trans people um cat black on youtube and that's uh, Mm. cat with Mm -hmm. a k and black is b-l-a-q-u-e i really like her um even when she goes on she calls them rants and i'm like "Ooh, i wouldn't have called that a rant that seemed very well re- like a very well reasoned discussion to me
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: she's got a series she calls true tea and she's drinking tea while she's spilling the tea and i love it <laughs>
1: um
0: i don't i think i'm too old to say spill the tea but i did um and then the other one is contrapoints um some of the videos i've watched by by her are like amazing like i just mind blown um but i'm constantly trying to educate myself too one because i think that's a good easy ish no let's not call it easy easy is not the right word that's a good way to try and be a good member of a very diverse community and i recognize that not everybody is going to do that not it maybe not everybody has to do that i'm not going to place a judgment for anybody on that um but if we're going to take on the luxury and the privilege and the responsibility of putting our opinions into the world for others to consume. I want to make sure we are doing our best to be inclusive, Mm -hmm. to uh, be respectful um, and to make sure that the people who need whatever our message might be, can get it because they can see themselves at least a little bit, at least on some small level within the conversation. Um, And so I do a lot of sort of self education. Um, My Twitter habit is, probably bad but i pay attention to the conversations i try and pay attention i pay attention to the conversations about race i pay attention to the conversations about gender and sexuality i cannot educate anybody on that please don't ask me to um, i am not the right one for that i do not study it like i'm like an academic but I try to pay attention and I try to absorb what the people who are willing to share their thoughts and their time and their experiences are, you know, put out there for the rest of us to see and to read. Um, And also Google is a thing. And if, if you'll, we all have to be careful because we can get sucked into shitty stuff on Google. It looks legit maybe it confirms a bias we don't even know we have. So we're like, oh yeah, I, that totally sounds like it's, you have to you have to be careful about that, but Google is a thing. And that's like I said, I was like, oh, I know, I, I know the term identity politics. Am I understanding it correctly? Google is a thing. So um, I do that because I know we're putting ourselves out there in this way and it just feels like the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Because while I understand that our content is not for everybody there is so much crap on the internet and in the world at large none of us have time or attention or just the brain power to one consume it all and two try to keep up with everything so we all have to constantly pick and choose what's going to get our attention so i'm not trying to be liked by everybody okay i'm not trying to be you know have mass appeal i'm not i'm not trying to i you know i get it there are people who have come to our channel and clicked away because i talk too fucking much and that's a good way to self-select because if you can't stand me in the first 10 minutes of talking mm-hmm. too much you're not going to like an hour and a half every week <laughs> it's just i'm not for you that's okay um i know that some people even though i, I try to keep to, to use the the best language possible, and to be as inclusive as possible, some people aren't gonna see themselves in the content. They're gonna go, "Mm, this isn't for me, and they're gonna click away. And that is also okay. But I don't want to purposefully alienate people because I just decided, well, I've always used only he and her pronouns, and I've always talked about DS as male dom, female sub and so that's what I know so that's what I'm always going to do to me that's the most irresponsible thing we could have done and I say that as somebody who if you go through the annals of my personal blog you will find posts that say things like that where I did that where that's how I looked at it where I said well I use pronouns this way because that's how I live this experience and so that's what I'm going to do and at the time it justified that it made sense Mm -hmm. to me and today 2020 me looks at like 2014 me and goes "Ooh, ooh." That was just lazy you could have done better than that and quite frankly maybe i should go update those posts because <laughs> i can do better you can use gender neutral language you can say i do read a blog post on loving bdsm i use the term dom sub dominant submissive top bottom a lot to avoid assuming gender Right, like I do that on purpose that is a purposeful choice I make I'm not asking for a prize I'm not asking for congratulations I'm not I'm not it's because it's the right thing to do because this is my philosophy now that yeah. I've grown up a little bit of what it means to be a member of a very diverse community mm-hmm. I, oh, I I I have some
1: feelings about all this a um, little different tack than what what you've gone on Um I, I think it is wonderful what the younger generation is doing in kink. Um, there, there is a community north of us and a community south of us. And, and they have what is called TNG, the next generation. Mm, mm, okay. All right. And I think it is wonderful and amazing what they are doing. Now, yes, they have, and, and I saw somebody comment, and I can't remember who, uh, about how the, the younger people are, are kind of keeping to themselves, and yes, they, they are doing that. Um, a lot of these communities, they, they have uh, socials and munches for people of 30 and under.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, I think it's great. They are also doing things. There, there is one community that I know of. Um, yes, they have their um, own socials and munches. But they are also doing a lot of educational things. And for those, anybody is welcome. Anybody is welcome to be, to be involved in that regardless of age, gender, whatever. Now, I originally discovered I was kinky when I was in my early 20s. All right. And that was about the time um, push-button phones (laughs) were just coming along. Is that All when right.
0: cell phones were like as big as a brick?
1: Uh, no, that was even that was. That's even, true. That, that was before. That was even prior that's to. That's right. You're 58. There, there, there were no cell phones. That. <laughs> that and that was 80s. prior to the to the uh, uh, original cordless phones that you couldn't leave the house with. Um, you know these these things. The, the smartphones were were not available.
0: Sure, that's okay? when computers were like massive. Yeah, yeah. Thousands of dollars. E- exactly. Them. Right, right,
1: right. Now. There were not the resources for me to understand what I was feeling at that time. Yet at that time, kink had already changed from what many of us view as the inception going back to World War II with the old guard, Mm -hmm. which is then also different from the Gorian influence of the 60s. Mm. All right, so now we are moving into a whole other morph a whole other transition with with this younger generation that is embracing it and making it their own. I I belong to a, a wood turning club and and I am pretty much the youngest person there. Now I, I love it. There there is a wealth of knowledge there. Um so much in, in just the few times that I, I have attended, a lot that I have learned. Now, the friend that introduced me to the club gave me a warning. He said, you use carbide tools. You use newer tools. Do not let anybody know that you do that. Now, I, I use newer carbide tools. I use old traditional tools. I use what I feel is going to work best for the job that I do. Am doing and I, I am not gonna hide that fact I have not hidden that fact and and I am just waiting for somebody to say something to me because when I'm at those meetings I see all those people with their smartphones and they're but 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 looking stuff up and doing stuff and taking pictures and and I'm ready I'm just uh, you know how many of you use cell phones uh, in, in the meeting you know I'm like no, you can't do that's a new tool. You put that away. Get yourself a, a rotary dial phone. That's a traditional tool.
0: Yeah, and it's funny because we say traditional when what we mean is this is the way that I have known about the most and am the most comfortable with, and everything else is new and scary, and so therefore must be rejected. Yeah. Because it's new and scary. I got a fourteen-year-old exactly. with that problem. Uh, yeah. <laughs> get, yeah. Get the adults in yeah. the world like.
1: You know, I, I have always had, and I had, I, I believe this even when I was younger and, and maybe that makes me a little different. I don't know. Well, I've always been different in some ways, mm-hmm. but I, I have always believed that there always should be a grasp of knowledge, always striving to learn throughout life. Okay. To me, not being willing to learn new ideas, new things, is, is akin to
0: dying. Well, you're certainly not moving forward.
1: Right. You're, you're standing you, still. You're standing still. You become stagnant. And if, if Kink was still back in World War II style old guard, would it be stagnant? You know what I'm saying?
0: Well, if the only and way we are allowed to meet each other is how they did it in the 70s and 80s, uh, I'm pretty sure very few of us would right. be together today as yeah. kinksters.
1: <laughs> right? So, you know, you, you, you have to learn. You have to grow. There, there has to be that. And, and yes, that is what's happening. Kink is changing. The way it's, 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 it's become available is changing. And, and it, it's, it's inevitable,
0: and it's also inevitable that there will always be a swath of the population in any group, anywhere, that resists change. On some levels, we all, most of us, I don't like to say all, many mm-hmm. of us resist change. It's about yeah. the change we're comfortable with versus the change we're not. It's about <laughs> where our interests lie versus where they're uh, not. Um, and this is one of those times. There are, like we said at the top, there are not clearly not all but there are some older kingsters who look out at the bdsm landscape and say this is nothing like what i recognize and also for their own reasons that i'm not going to suppose Ah, i'm not here to do that they're not interested willing or able to come to seek out the information and and adapt or at the same time they're not they don't feel comfortable for their own reasons and sometimes it's because people don't help them feel comfortable that does happen that is very true but they don't mm-hmm. feel comfortable going okay that's your way and this is my way and i'm comfortable with my way um but i also you know i accept your way can you accept my way yeah this is where i ultimately got i've spent four or five days thinking about this because this is not a topic I thought we would probably discuss at any point. Because my thing was I never wanted to stand up and say that I think inclusivity is important. I wanted to show people. I wanted to just live that truth to the best of my ability and and not have to sort of proclaim it. But sometimes you have to proclaim these things. Sometimes you need to say it. You need to put your line in the sand. And where I finally came down on this was... Mm-hmm. If you are a person who holds true to the belief that your kink is not my kink, but your kink is okay, Mm -hmm. and you legitimately believe that. And there are times I look at things and go, ooh, that is making my skin crawl, but it is so okay for you to do it. Have a good Mm -hmm. time with that, right? I'm dying over here. I hate whatever I'm looking at so much. Um, And yet, they want to do it, so it's not affecting me, so go for it, right? I... I don't want to minimize people's struggles within their identity and finding their place in the world, but my perspective has been for at least a while now that that holds true for everything else. I don't have to be your gender or even understand what it, what your understand your gender or understand what it's like to be your gender to accept that that is who you are which also means I don't need to question you endlessly stranger on the internet about how you move through your life in, in with your gender expression. Like that's people do that. And they call that I'm trying to educate myself and it's really just invasive. So pro tip for me to anybody out there. Who's like, I want to learn more about this. Don't ask random people on the internet to explain the most private parts of their life to you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) just unless they offer the information first. Okay. Um, but I, it's, you know, I don't, I am not gay. I am not lesbian. I don't think I'm bi. I'm very confused. But <laughs> I don't have to be those things or want those things for myself to accept that other people can and do want them. And those things are valid. So every part of our life, I don't have to understand, nor could I ever understand what it is like to be a different race in this country but i can accept that it is different than being a solidly white lady <laughs> like so i am now the 14 year old called me a karen the other day if you do not know that expression we have we did talk about it several weeks ago i don't remember if it was a patreon thing or a public thing it's google it okay <laughs> just google what does okay karen mean and you'll know. But if you know, you know. And my fourteen-year-old did that to me, and I almost—I <laughs> almost forgot that I'm a peace-loving woman. Is what he almost, I almost
1: didn't forgot. make it to fifteen
0: because I'm not a Karen. No offense to anybody actually named Karen. I'm just telling you, if you don't know, Google it. Um, so you know, but I know. I know who and what I am. I get it. I look at the world through a very specific lens. Because those Mm -hmm. are my experiences that just not negate anybody else's experiences. It doesn't negate anybody else's reality. And I spend a lot of time in a lot of different parts of Twitter, mostly the sex blogging kink community, but also who politics, which that's a whole, we are not equipped to discuss that. And I spend a lot of time watching people who, because they themselves cannot personally relate Will negate somebody else's experiences, and that's a problem. And that's if you're kinky and you say your kink's not my kink, but your kink's okay. That principle—that's a life principle. We just substitute the word kink for something else. That's how many of us can get through life, going, "Who? I don't—I don't know what that's about over there." But okay, have fun, right? They're not breaking the law. They're not being needlessly cruel i say needlessly because in consensual (laughs) kink things that's a very needful cruelty sometimes right there it's we're not dealing with bigotry and prejudice it's just that's a thing i i can't relate to i can't understand it Mm because it's not for me right maybe one day it could be for me but at this moment i'm like "Mm, I, i don't know i don't know and i don't do that with this sort of high mighty of oh i don't understand it but okay little peon over there it's like Okay, that's how you're going to, you're going through the world that way. I'm going through the world this way. Where, what do we have in common? Because that's the bridge that then allows us to learn about each other. That's the bridge that then allows the community to grow and actually reflect the wider world. And that learning process, that Mm -hmm. watching and, and listening to what people say and taking in information, sometimes I see things... That hit me hard. That my initial reactions, no, that's not true. I don't like that. I reject that. No, no, no. Now, contrary to what it looks like when you come to a podcast or a live stream or a video, <laughs> I actually do not air every opinion I have. Especially, I never, almost never air it immediately after I have the opinion. Because the initial opinion is not always the right one. Or at least the way I react is not always the right one. And what I've learned by allowing myself to... to my brain to go, I don't like that. I don't get it. I reject that. And then sit with those feelings and start thinking, remember we've talked in many episodes on kink and relationships about getting a little introspective. That's where this this comes in handy. And I think to myself, why do I feel that way? Mm-hmm. Is it because I don't want that to be true? Is it because I worry that I've done something like that and that person out there on Twitter is talking about something that bothered them or harmed them? And now I have to face the fact that maybe I did that not knowing but that it was still you know somebody was still affected negatively is it something i just i reject completely and i I go through a process and sometimes i have to go okay that's their opinion and that's how they they see things and i don't see it that way and then i go merrily along with my life because Mm -hmm. that really is how most of us go through our life the internet has made us think that every opinion we have needs to be aired the moment we have it and sometimes that's really cool and interesting. You get insights into people and experiences that you wouldn't get otherwise. And sometimes it starts Facebook, Twitter, and, and picking any other social media mm-hmm. uh, war, um, where people with their hot takes and their, their quick opinions are going back and forth. And by the end of it, it's chaos and everybody's angry and or in tears. Um <laughs> And that is a part of the online experience I won't engage with. I'm too protective of my mental health. So what I do try to do is observe and learn. And when I have that initial reaction of, oh, I don't like that. Sort of like when some people don't like hearing the term cisgender. They don't like it when I crack a joke about some white guys. (laughs) Some people don't Mm -hmm. like that. Okay, you don't have to like it. That's okay. That is your prerogative. But also, away from this environment, take a moment and sit with it. And think about maybe why you don't like it. Is it because you don't want it to be true? Is it because you know it might be true and that really bothers you? Like, what is it, right? Um, To anybody who thinks that maybe I crack too many uh, jokes about white straight men, I said this at the top. I am married to one. I gravitate towards straight guys in general, but that's not because they're off limits. That's just because that's who I've mostly been around and the few men who have indicated sexual interest, that's who they've been. Um, limited experience. Um, and I'm also raising two white guys. Um, but part of the reason that I am willing to be critical of straightness, my own straightness, um, being white, being cisgender, like all of that is because, I know that we live in a world where I had to radically change how I raise my children so that I never have to see their name in in conjunction with hashtag me too or something violent or something wrong. And I didn't give a trigger warning at the top, so I'm not going to go into any of that. But <laughs> I'm raising them to be good men and not little entitled assholes. People of any gender any color, any whatever can have an air of entitlement. there's a it's a there's a kid thing. They are often entitled if they've let, had good childhoods and like been raised well and you know, have had stuff, right? They could be entitled just from that. But I, I, not all men are bad. Lots of men are really, really good, but there's enough bad ones that my job as a mom is to make sure my kids don't become two of the bad ones. And I had to, ra- I, I got into, it wasn't an argument. It was a strongly worded, heated discussion with my entire family over the weekend about how when I said as a kid, I would never raise my children like this, I actually meant it. And they don't understand why, why and how I'm raising the boys the way I am. They find it completely foreign um, and they're a little offended that I said Straight face to them. I'm purposely raising them differently than the way I was raised. On purpose. Mm -hmm. Knowingly. And part of that is because I know uh, what happened in my childhood that I'm still dealing with and that kind of wrecked me. But also, I pay attention. You know? I see what bad people are capable of. I see what people who think that they're good people, but that do atrocious things think they're capable of. And I'm spending my life as a mother doing my damnedest to make sure those boys don't grow up to be those kind of people. And that tells me a lot about how we have to rethink what it means to be inclusive and to accept others that we don't always understand, we can't always relate to, but their identity and their perspective and their um, experiences are valid. And there's something to, um, to learn from each other. Mm-hmm. And that um, it is very weird to be talking about this. Because <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is stuff that I usually keep kind of to myself because I'm educating myself. And I don't want anybody to think I'm trying to educate anybody right now. Um, but the one thing I did close that conversation with my family about is I said, look at those boys. They're good boys. They fuck up because they're kids, kids fuck up. But I have a 14-year-old who will tell you to your face that shit's racist. And I'm telling you, sometimes I'm like, can we talk about that away from this situation? I'm not, yeah, what will explain to me your thinking. I would not have viewed it that way. Let's whatever. But the fact that this child who has like serious social anxiety will say to somebody that he cares about, who might reject him over it, that thing you did was racist. I, I, I don't appreciate it. And I want you to stop. My like mom heart swells like hugely. He is the f- kid in his friend group that his friends all come out to. Like whether they've come out to other people in their life that that's, you know, that depends on the, the person, the kid. Every one of them comes out to him because he's the kid that goes okay cool and then we move along a lot of kids are like that these Mm -hmm. days a lot of kids are like that and i'm taking not every cue from young people because i think my 40 years of life has given me some experience Mm but i'm taking my cues from them they go okay and it's not it's not for some of them it's it's kind of weird to them that we make it a big excuse me, that we make it a big deal, that I say something like, that is so great of you for doing that. He's like, why? My friend told me who he was and I just went, okay. Like he can't understand why I think it's such a big deal and why I'm so proud of him. But that's the kid I'm raising and I don't Mm -hmm. think I've done all of that. Like I don't, I didn't make him that way. I hope I gave him the space to be that way. He comes to me and tells me stuff that I assure you would never have told my own family. (laughs) He showed me his condom, not on, it was still in the package because I want to check the expiration date. That's where we're at. He said, I have a condom, mom. I'm like, where'd you get a condom? I stole it out of your nightstand. What? He did. He did. (laughs) We probably should have a conversation about stealing stuff out of people's nightstands. But since his girlfriend comes over, he's got a condom. He was like, here's my condom, mom. It's like, let me check the expiration date. Okay, it's good. You can, yes, you can keep that one. Mm -hmm. Don't poke holes in the package. Don't like, you know, pop it up with a push pin or something. But, you know... I'm not getting it all right. I'm God knows I'm not the perfect mom. My therapist will let me know. Um, But I am raising him to be different. I'm raising him to be healthier, hopefully mentally healthier, but also like with the strict view of you are not going to grow up to be that little entitled asshole who thinks you can do what you want when you want because your existence has been centered and you don't even understand that there are other types of people out there. Like that's purposeful. Because the world, regardless of what media tends to show us, the world is not just white and straight. Just like we know it's not just vanilla. Think about it, y'all. We all know people, we ourselves are kinky or we probably wouldn't be here or at least kink aware. The world is kinkier than we realize, but mm-hmm. media doesn't reflect that. The world is more diverse than we well, realize, and media doesn't yeah. reflect that.
1: No, it doesn't. But here, here's the here's the thing. I've gone on a rant. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you've I'm gone sorry. on a rant. I'm going to break it. And I think we pretty much. Thank you. But because
0: um, I mostly just want to cry.
1: No, you don't need to do that. Um, you know, here here's the thing. Here's what I look at, especially with the with with the younger generation. Um, you know, one of the reasons why I I really am am proud of the things that they are are doing is because these young people these are the people who are going to one day become business owners. These, these are one day the, the people who are possibly going to become CEOs um maybe even politicians eventually leaders, the event, older politicians
0: event. will die off; <laughs> they'll get to be politicians one
1: one would hope one eventually, would hope yeah. it's gotta happen someday you know and and while there have been strides forward in normalizing kink you know that's one of the reasons why why Kayla started this why we do what we do okay but but these younger people they are taking it in leaps and bounds oh yeah okay I mean they they are embracing it you know the way I see it Maybe I'm being a little altruistic, but
0: optimistic. You
1: know? uh, well, I'm looking forward to a time when, when, when these young folks come into their own, that there won't be as much worry about somebody losing their job if if they get out of this you know. Yeah, and, that'd and, be nice. And, and things like that because they they understand it, you know, and. It, it's not something all of us have or can experience, but through this younger generation, wouldn't it be nice to see that coming into its own
0: mm-hmm. at some point? Yep.
1: You know, the hope for the future.
0: I know. And every, you know, it's funny, every older generation. First of all, every older generation looks at a younger generation. We talked about this on aging and BDSM a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sort of looks at the younger generation like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. I have all the experience, I have all the wisdom, you need to listen to me. And I think we do have wisdom and experience that there's something to learn from for sure. Um, We were, every generation repeats this cycle. We also simultaneously, while we're saying that the younger generation is entitled and knows nothing and blah, 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 we're also going, there are hope for the future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, it's a little, yeah. it's a little chaotic trying to keep up with how do we feel about the younger generation mm-hmm. today? Um, and they do give me hope. They're going to be imperfect. Like yeah. I, I'm Gen X. Ooh, I mean, no, Gen X nobody, nobody ever,
1: Nobody ever gets it perfect. Yeah. There is no such thing as the perfect. The
0: whole point of, of life, or well, not the whole point, but the idea mm-hmm. for many people is that the generation after us does better than us and you know that's whether you believe in the american dream or not i've some people do some people don't i'm kind of in the middle about like yeah i think for some people sure that's a great dream to have but you can have other dreams and call them the american dream but the stereotypical american dream part of it is that the generation coming after us does better than their parents and i just saw a headline that says The millennial generation is the first generation to break that cycle where they're not actually doing better than their parents. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is also a reality. Like there are, it's that black and white thinking that it's all or nothing. It's right up there with what I said earlier of seeing a thing you don't like on the internet and thinking that you have to voice your opinion the moment you decide you dislike it. And I wanna be careful when I say that because some things need to be spoken truth to power, right? Like if somebody's being racist, it's racist. And there's not a damn thing mm-hmm. wrong with saying that it's racist. If something is sexist, if something is harmful to other people, yes, if you have the capacity and the, the, you want to, and it feels right to you to speak up, speak up. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. But the, um, there is something about not being able to hear something we don't like and just go, okay, I didn't like that and move on. Um, which is part of why this topic makes me very um, uncomfortable because there will be some people who do not like my opinion. And so, okay. Uh, (laughs) I accept that there will be people who don't agree. I accept Mm -hmm. that there will be people who don't see it the way I see it and still hang out because of the other stuff. I accept that there will be people who go, oh God, she's gone all in on that identity politics bullshit and and they're out. And okay, um, I'm still gonna do what we've always, tried to do, which is focus on BDSM and DS and how those things relate to our vanilla lives because there's a lot of fucking crossover and do it hopefully in a way where mm-hmm. anybody who comes across us, if you can get past the sound of my voice <laughs> and how much a talk um, can see themselves here, can feel accepted, can know that here, I. I just want to talk about the kink and I want to share what I have figured out for myself and learn from the community. I mean, good Lord, just comment sections, tweets, Patreon, all the places where we talk. I learn something. I, I get peeks into other people's experiences because they're willing to share them with me. Mm-hmm. And my view of the world expands and my understanding of life expands and I hopefully become a better person from getting all of, having the privilege of getting all of these stories and being trusted with these stories and these experiences. And what I end up seeing is that even for all the differences we have across the spectrum of life and identity, we have a lot of shit in fucking common a Mm -hmm. lot a lot a lot that kink thing where you're unsure if you're doing it right and if you're unsure that your dom or your sub is the one that kink thing you're going through i assure you somebody who looks nothing like you sounds nothing like you has got none of your lived experience has the same concern they're going through it too and so yeah, I'm gonna try to the best of my ability for us to be as inclusive as possible. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna use terms like cisgender. I'm gonna use. I'm gonna be gender neutral. I'm gonna be aware that I'm a white lady because I look in mirrors, um, and that means that I, like, I have a different experience from other people. I am gonna. We are gonna keep being those people, um, and it for whoever that is just too much to handle. Cool. Okay, have a good life. We are not the only resource out there. Maybe maybe one day you come back and you know, when you're in a different headspace. When we, you know, this is who we are and I'm going to continue to live the principle of your kink is not my kink in all facets mm-hmm. of life. In all facets of life. And I'm not going to get into Twitter arguments because <laughs> no. that's not good for my mental health. No. Um, but I am going to try and and. We're going to together to live our values and and embody our values to the best of our abilities. Yeah. Knowing we're gonna fuck it up. Knowing we've still got plenty to learn. Knowing that things will change and we may have we may shift with as the times change too. Yeah, not perfect at it. Wouldn't even call myself good at it, but I'm better than I used to be. I look at five year ago me compared and compared to me to today, and I think I'm I'm a little bit better. Um and that that's all any of us can hope for is that we keep True. learning, we keep taking in information, no. we keep taking a few minutes every so often to go into our own head and get a little introspective. And then deciding who we want to be based on all mm-hmm. of that. And Yeah, there we yeah. go. <laughs> all right. I'll well... probably talk about my emotional state in the bonus section, but yeah. <laughs> Are
1: we good, baby girl? Oh
0: God, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Okay.
1: Okay. So let's uh <laughs> let's
0: do our thing.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: Uh-huh. Keep it kinky, kinky all. y'all. And all right. hopefully we'll see some of y'all next time. <laughs> okay, Daddy, can I talk to the crickets and have a bit of a breakdown? <laughs> Please and thank you.
1: Go ahead, baby girl. Thank
0: you, Daddy. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I don't feel like standing up and saying I want to include people and be inclusive should be a difficult thing. And it really is not. It really is not. But I have I am I do my best to one avoid. Misspeaking. I hate misspeaking. I hate fucking it up. And two, people have strong opinions about this, and I've been very fortunate. Knock on wood. All the years I've been on the internet, I have mostly avoided internet hate. Uh, I'd like to continue avoiding <laughs> internet hate. Um, I don't expect everybody to to like me. I that would be weird. That mm. um, I like the people who like me. And I'm glad for the people who like me. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I work very hard to avoid internet hate and the stress and anxiety that come with it. Also, I'll say again, I'm always scared of saying things the wrong way. <laughs> so we got through it. Uh, we are not heroes because we did any of that. I just, I wanted to, I wanted to draw our line in the sand and go, if you don't like those certain words and you don't like me, us, you know, talking about that kind of stuff. Then, okay, but I'm not gonna stop. Hopefully, I'll get better at it. Hopefully, I'll be less scared of it. That would be great. See, that's a problem with spending too much time on Twitter. I've been lurking for so long. I watch all the arguments. I, n- I never take part in any of them because it's not doing that. Um, <laughs> but <gasps> they stress me out. They're not even my arguments. They stress me out. You would think I would like stop reading them it's a bit like a car crash mixed with a soap opera I keep reading them also I learn stuff so there's that oh God okay whoo there's so much more that could be said that's the other reason I hesitate to have these kinds of conversations because I can never possibly mention every exception to every rule or every caveat or every blah, blah, and somebody might get left out and, and be upset that they've been left out. Um, That's never our intention. I do, personally, I have always thought that... I've always considered our audience, and I've tried to treat you guys like you are, very intelligent. Partly because I pay attention to the comments, the messages, and the tweets, and the different ways people email us and stuff. Y'all are very intelligent, and many of y'all are very self-aware, and it is delightful. Um... Patreon. Membership drive. That is still going on. Um, as of the day of recording, which is what? The 15th. Dates are hard for me. You know that. Ooh, John Brownstone has a dates are hard story. I'll give him a second. <laughs> that was a good story. Yesterday. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's fine. <clears throat> we all need to be able to laugh at ourselves. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, as of January 15th, um, we have two slots left on our $50 tier. Uh, which is our highest tier on Patreon. We mm-hmm. do not expect, it if it never fills up, it's fine. But that's a really limited tier because it involves a 30-minute Skype session. 30 minutes, right? It's a Skype session with the two of us. I've got to contact the people who are in those tiers and get them scheduled for that. Um, but you can join us on Patreon for as low as $2 a month and you will get a goodie in the mail. Stickers and bookmarks and keychains and personalized handwritten notes. OMG. And we are at, as of today, which every time I say a number, it dips a bit. So it's like, uh-oh, my jinxing us. We're at 95 patrons. When we get to a hundred, there's a giveaway of a weapon of ass destruction <laughs> made by John Brownstown. Um, so yeah, that all that's going on. It's patreon.com slash kaylalords. Lords. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, link in the description box if you are listening on the podcast and I did not completely lose you. Um Then it'll be in the show notes. It's also like on every website we've got, I think. Like, if you can find us online, you can find our Patreon. (laughs) Um, What else? What else? Ooh, I do want to throw this out there. I put it out on Twitter, I'm tweeting it at least once. I don't want to make a big deal out of it because it's not sponsored. Um, Stockroom is having a sale right now on the their Kink Lab <laughs> Electro Play products. Ooh. So the neon one that we yes. got at yes. the end of 2019 and then a new thing we're about to record a review video for. It's an accessory that John Brownstone wanted. Um, <laughs> those are 30% off right now. So um, the stockroom.com, That's not an affiliate link. We have an affiliate link, but I have not put it anywhere yet. Podcast listeners, by the time you hear it, that'll be an affiliate link in the show notes. And then if you, you can't use our coupon on sale items, but we do have a coupon code if you buy something that's not on sale. That's loving BDSM. But just in case anybody was interested, I was like, "Hey, wait, thirty percent off when the the neon wand kit's normally hundred and fifty bucks? Like that's a saving. So if anybody was interested, it's there. That's just a you can go to thestockroom.com through the twentieth and you'll get the sale price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I if I remember to go back and put a link anywhere, then yeah, that one will be an affiliate link. But if you just go, it's there and uh, that won't be an affiliate thing. Um, but yeah, I saw that. Okay, so okay. tell everybody how dates are difficult, and numbers are difficult for you.
1: Yeah. Um, Kayla knows it all too well. Numbers are difficult for me at times.
0: <laughs> well, no, I was being facetious, I know, but okay. I know.
1: Well, it is the truth. And uh, yeah, dates are, are kind of a fluid thing for me. I, I was talking earlier about my... Uh, Woodturners Club. So yesterday, all day long, I was very excited about the upcoming meeting.
0: You were very excited.
1: Really looking forward to it. So I made sure that dinner plans were set so I could eat early. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it is a bit of a drive for me, at least an hour drive. And that's with traffic, especially because it's uh, right around rush hour that I have to leave here. And uh, yeah, I was all all ready to go and got everything in line, even left enough time so um, I could stop along the way and get a coffee.
0: Mm-hmm. At the brand new Starbucks.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, everything went smooth, Perfect. smooth. Um, you know, I ate my dinner on time, got on the road, stopped for my coffee. They were, you know, right on the mark and had my coffee made right away and perfectly made and all that. And, uh, pull up to where they hold the meetings and there's a few cars there and okay, I'm, I'm not the first one here. There's already a few people that are probably getting things set up for the demonstration and whatnot. And I walk in and there's some people in there, but they're not wearing the right shirts. And I look at them. They look at me. And uh, then I look at them some more and they look at me some more.
0: (laughs) I have this vision in my head of just sort of the, the deer in headlights, both of them. At each other, across yeah, the room. yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. Especially since I'm I'm holding something that I brought for show and tell. Because <laughs> yeah, we, we do that at the club. Um, you know, everybody brings it. People, you know, can bring in a piece that they they want to display. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, someone speaks up, and they're like, "You're here for the woodturners meeting?" I'm like, yeah, that's tonight, right? like no that's tomorrow evening <sighs>
0: but you get to do it all again last night was a dry run and yeah. it went well it went well so tonight well. should be even better and you're gonna get another coffee so you don't you know you're gaining yeah you're gaining yeah yeah
1: yeah. yeah it was hilarious now, so i yeah i got on the phone and i called her up and like i'm coming home <laughs>
0: and I'm laughing and laughing because for once it was not me not understanding how calendars
1: work. Yeah.
0: Somebody else.
1: Now on on the upside of that, I did get um spend 2 hours in the car. And uh most
0: other people would be like upset by that. You don't sound upset by that.
1: No, no. Well, you know, not not that I like the the reason it was happening um they are doing a a tribute to um uh, Trying to say, make sure I say his name right, Neil Piert, Neil Piert, um, who passed away recently. He was the drummer and lyricist for Rush.
0: Rush, okay, okay.
1: Um, and uh, so they they they've been doing a tribute uh, to the band on on one of the channels. And um, Rush is and always has been one of my all time favorite bands. Um, they were the very first concert I ever attended um, at a local, before they became really big, um, where I grew up, they performed at the local Civic Center. Oh, wow. Um,
0: you did see them early days then.
1: Yes. Um, the Civic Center at that time, it sat 1,500 people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's still, you know what, I say. that's still kind of a big crowd. Yeah. It's not like the bar that had room for 10. Well, no,
1: yeah, <laughs> no. It's not like seeing at a bar, but it's not like... You know, going to see someone at Madison Square Garden either. True. Okay.
0: I know my social anxiety went fifteen hundred people. Are you fucking kidding me? Sit room with fifteen hundred people. But
1: they—they um, they have always been a band that that I I loved and and respected, um, especially Neil. Um, I I have loved his his prowess with the drums, um, his way with the written word for writing lyrics
0: you've been binging a lot of uh rush content on youtube yeah the i have week or yeah so. i have
1: um and um i i've even read over the years uh, a number of his he's he's a, a writer in his own right and uh I, he's written a number of non-fiction books Oh okay, um about which, music, which or? I've read um no about about his travels oh okay um and and one that really struck home with me a number of years ago about the loss of his uh daughter and wife
0: mm, Lord, that'd be heavy reading,
1: yeah, and um you know, so it uh f- for me it kind of hit home because their 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 music has, has uh, been with me and and spoke with me for for years. I've seen them in concert three times, throughout, and um, it's uh to me it's a it's a big
0: loss. To, you came you know. home the day you found out, and he needed a hug. And I was, yeah. I mean, I'm a I'm a snarky bitch. I know I am, and I was a yeah. little snarky. And then I was like, no, he's like legit needing this hug. And yeah. it's, and the thing is, is that I. I cannot relate because I just don't. I just don't have those con, that I can think of. I don't have those connections with. Any? Oh God, I'm an awful <laughs> human being. I have the, none of those connections with anything mm-hmm. outside of family and and people I know. And yeah. ooh, God, I feel that sounds awful. Um, but it's so yeah. My 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 instinct is to give you grief, but you, yeah. I mean it's that's Mm -hmm. how and i I watched um when you said something on you put something on twitter about it and i watched the responses and a lot of people could relate to how you were feeling yeah um and you know i i music is powerful i still tear up when i hear certain songs like by the beatles and by Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. other other uh groups um but yeah i think mm-hmm. i think if i was the age i am now and queen was still well queen itself was still around but freddie mercury was still alive i probably yeah. would have a similar, similar reaction, reaction yeah. at freddie Mercury's stuff but i was so young at the time it didn't like mm-hmm. it didn't penetrate the same way i was like oh gosh that's really sad freddie mercury i was like 12 i think 13 what year did he die did he die in, did he die in 91 i don't remember early that. 90s yeah. i know that much and i was like you know, was too young to understand. Mm-hmm. Of course, our oldest, if he had been alive at the time with his love of Queen, yeah, he would have gone into deep mourning for oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he still is sort of, like it mm-hmm. happened 30 plus years ago and he's still kind of sad about it. Um, So, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm, I'm going to try and be a better human being and not tease you about that kind of stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I don't, I don't, I don't, like I understand it on an intellectual level, but I don't understand it on an emotional level. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, it's a little bit like mm-hmm. looking at like at the museum where you're like, oh, that's an exhibit. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know, Jennifer's asking about um Kurt Cobain. I liked I was what? I was that was mid nineties. I was old enough to like be affected by Nirvana. How did you feel when when Kurt Cobain um, died?
1: it it bothered me i, it was, was, sad. I was i was it was sad I, I was never really a big nirvana fan
0: yeah i liked um their i music, i but.
1: liked their music you know it it hurts because i uh, any creative type to me
0: it's a, it's definitely a loss it,
1: it's a loss i mean th- the same thing um, chester Oh God, I can't think. Oh my from, gosh, yes, from, from Lincoln Park.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Okay, you know it to to see somebody who has so much creativity, mm-hmm. um, so much expression, and and something to say like that to to you know go. I mean, even um, <laughs> I'm really going to date myself here. The, when, the love of
0: Rush didn't do it.
1: Um, you know i i was devastated when john lennon died
0: oh gosh i still you know and i don't have a connection in the way that obviously cuz i was like an infant when he was when he died mm-hmm. um but when i've like watched biopics and stuff like that i that that will legit get me sobbing but again it's the same reason why kurt cobain's death is so sad and other other artists deaths are sad and they're sad in a like and it's a blip in my life and I go that was sad and then I move on it's because of the how the power of what they could have created is stopped and it mm-hmm. can never there the, yeah. the whatever's possible is now mm-hmm. gone and it can never i i return. i think
1: on some level every one of us has that person um whether they're they're a celebrity a comedian someone mentioned Robin Williams uh, you know, a, a writer or or singer or musician of some type, creative people, Cre- creative people that we on on some level, even though we may have never met them on a personal level, we still feel a connection with them.
0: Right, something they did created, or who something about who they were touched us. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. you know, and I, I I'm not I'm not so cold hearted. I don't feel sad about those things. I just like you were you were a wreck. You were a legit wreck for a little bit and you have been going down memory lane and mm-hmm. anytime somebody like on the radio, not the radio, serious or whatever, but the rush comes on you're like there. And I, I'm, uh, cause I just don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't relate. I respect. I don't relate. Mm-hmm. Um, cause even some of the names being mentioned in the live chat, I'm like, yeah, I remember that happened. Mm, it was a blip. It was a blip. It was sad because the loss of life is sad mm-hmm. in general. Um, yeah. it's sad as on some levels as somebody who enjoyed the product that they made the the art that they created because now you don't get anything new um, and it's the, the it's a loss of potential but I think that's true of any it, it is true of any and all lives it's just famous mm-hmm. people are the people that we hear about and so then we have yeah, formed some.
1: Mm-hmm. Other
0: people form connections, and apparently I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean,
1: you know, whether whether it's it's music or or acting or something, you know, mm-hmm. there, there there's something about someone that strikes us on a deep level in some way. Some of us. Well, you're the Scorpio bitch from hell. Oh, so. cold hearted bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> yes, yes, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> and yet fictional uh people Yeah there are books I've read, movies I've watched. I mean mm-hmm. just devastated. Yeah. Um okay. So um yeah, the the live chat has gone morbid. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry y'all. Sorry no. y'all.
1: know um, for me on other things I have been doing a lot out in the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a lot of, of plans for this coming year.
0: Yes. Um, can't wait till we can actually talk about it. Can't wait till that. we
1: actually talk about it. Um, be about a, exactly a month, right?
0: Yeah, should yeah. be, should, should be. Should be
1: exactly a month. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I, I have been working on and I've, I've finally gotten to a certain point that this, I can talk about, um, turning, woodworking in general makes a mess, <laughs>
0: <laughs> who knew that wood shavings and acrylic shavings make a mess? Yeah, who right. Who could have guessed? Right? Who would have thought?
1: And uh, this, this for me is going to the be be the year of working neater. Mm. And and I've been working towards that. Um, I I got something just after Christmas called a dust deputy. <laughs> yeah and it hooks up through the the shop my shop vac and basically what it does is it separates the the dust and shavings so it doesn't all go to the um um dust vac or the shop vac so i i have been working so far i've got it hooked up to my lathe um i've got it hooked up to the um uh scroll saw uh, i need to find an adapter to get it hooked up into my bandsaw, and i have it hooked up to most of my hand tools as well which is it has been really really nice um i did a little had kayla help me and do a little um uh, insta live the other day mm-hmm. showing on the it, vanilla side uh, on the vanilla side uh showing how it works and and it has been phenomenal uh, especially when it comes to the sanding, it's <laughs> been keeping the dust
0: down. <laughs> so you keep your you keep your work outside now. Yes, of tracking it all over the tracking house. Tracking
1: it all over, yes. Which yes, I yes, sound yes. that makes
0: it sound like I care. I don't clean often enough to care. Mm-hmm. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that sound that makes me sound bad. Oh well, I don't. <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> so you know, yeah, I, I've I've uh, been kind of working towards. Uh, working cleaner so yeah. to speak, and uh, I I made a uh, I, I did something different I, I took a workshop over the past weekend you
0: did I can't wait to see how you apply that to the kinky life mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. no it's it's given me some some ideas to improve some things um, I, I took a, a a workshop in making knife handles which was really a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it, had a good time, uh, learned some things. Um, Jennifer, the motorcycle. Well, <laughs> yeah, the, the motorcycle, unfortunately, has been stagnant. Um, I was supposed to work on it and, and have that actually going over Christmas break, over the holidays, when we took our time off and uh nothing mm, happened the way we planned no we've already we already gone over that <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i i had bronchitis and uh hmm. yeah that that didn't did not go as well so um
0: so now what are you gonna do um i well
1: <laughs> unfortunately i've got well i've got a little thing working in the works which i can't talk about either right now at the moment um, so many secrets. So many secrets. I, I know. I, I can't talk Were about those the, people now. Yeah, but um, I, I am working on something for somebody to to put together, and, and hopefully, once that is done, I can devote some time to the motorcycle. That would be nice. Um, you know, it, it's so close. It, it's just a matter of putting a few parts in there and 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 getting. And I have the parts. The parts are sitting there.
0: <laughs> yeah, your really clean bike that you cleaned off with a toothbrush, if I recall, yes, is now dirty again. It's, it's
1: covered with dust again, which was, again, the purpose for me wanting to to get the uh, dust thing.
0: And I'm never going to get on a motorcycle again, am I? Because it's just going to be in pieces and parts in the garage forever, never isn't it? Never say never. Oh, we have news. Oh? We got ghosted by our kinky tax person.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like
0: the taxes we need to get done so that we can start buying a house, right? Because we got to show two years of tax returns. Because blah blah blah, work for ourselves, yada yada. Okay, okay. That person ghosted us. Yep. second tax, second kinky tax person mm. in two years yes. to ghost us. Yep. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because being we're technically self employed. Um, in order for us to apply for a mortgage, we have to be able to have last year's taxes done so we can give them our, our tax return and say, hey, just, you know, yeah, we earn money.
0: <laughs> look, look, I promise we earn money. Please, please let us buy a house where the walls are not paper thin yes. and the children are not 10 feet away from mm-hmm. us. Please. I think they would appreciate that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, so yeah, we got ghosted by our kinky tax person, and so for this year, it looks like we're gonna use the vanilla person who took over for the kinky mm-hmm. tax person. They did not know that person was a kinky tax person, as far as I know, they didn't. Yeah. Know. Um. And then we will be on the hunt for because I just, I just don't, I I don't want anybody to go what, how did you justify the woodshed being a business? Expense?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, what yeah. products do you
0: sell? Um, cheese board.
1: What is the woodshed? I've never heard of that place. What kind of
0: place? What what kind of things do you write? What this DBA you have is Kayla Lords. What do you (laughs) write as Kayla (laughs) Lords? Whatever you do, don't Google it. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't want that. Mm -hmm. I want somebody who's kinky or kink friendly or adult industry friendly I mean just I just don't I just want it to be like I don't want them to blink when I'm like Mm -hmm. look I I put my boobs on the internet (laughs) and happen to like somehow be making money at the same time like I just
1: (laughs) (sighs) ah such interesting lives we live
0: yeah I think they're kind of boring but right (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate everybody listens to the bonus sections but I'm like we are so boring um I'm in a, I'm, today's show, like, messed me up. Hmm. Here's what I know will happen. Here's what I know will happen. Uh, From here, probably through about Monday, I will probably avoid parts of the internet because I'm going to be terrified of Hmm. internet hate. Hmm. Yay, anxiety. Um, And then I'll get over it and then we'll move on. Um, But that's okay. Okay, that's, yeah, it is what it is. Um okay, so ghosted by our kinky tax mm-hmm. Accountant, You still don't have a working bike. Nope. But you're collecting dust. Yeah. And uh Kayla's a cold-hearted bitch. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So that's a good bonus Scorp- section, no. everyone.
1: <laughs> Cold hearted Scorpio bitch.
0: No, we've got some Scorpios in the live chat where okay. who were like, excuse me. And I was
1: Well, she is at yeah, least. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally yeah. am. I am I am all of the uh, uh, stereotypes about Scorpio. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> That's me. Well, except that oversex thing. Apparently, my libido is like pff, fled. It's in hiding, <laughs> it's moved out. I don't know. My libido was like, these children can hear me breathe. I'm a jet. I gotta go. <laughs> I'll be back when there's insulation mm-hmm. and space and privacy. Um, Jennifer I want to be like you when I grow up (laughs) Jennifer's (laughs) like just say fuck them and I have that really annoying thing that many people have of just wanting to be liked even though you can't be liked by everybody Mm -hmm. and it's funny when people don't like me because of how I do kink I laugh that off so easily Mm. but the idea that I might hurt somebody's feelings sometimes like messes with me and yet I also have the attitude of if you don't like what you hear from us that's cool have a nice life we I hope you find the podcast that you're looking for <laughs> but yeah I know mm-hmm. I, I want you know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago as I'm getting older now that I've hit 40 I've got a fewer. I have a few less fucks to give, but I still have way too many fucks. I give yeah. way too many fucks. Like, I have an armload of fucks. I'm just passing them out. hmm I don't want to, I want to not give up. I want to, mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, I think it's It's important to care about the things you care about. Sure. But I, I know I have that really mm-hmm. thing about caring too much about things that I need to try and let go of. Yeah. This is one of them.
1: Well, we should probably let these good folks go. <laughs> uh, I don't want to.
0: I don't want to. I don't
1: want to. Two things.
0: You need more coffee.
1: I'm out of coffee. You are. Just a drippy cup.
0: Just a drippy cup. I have yep. just a drippy
1: cup. And uh, I'm going to have to go round up kids soon.
0: Yeah. We got to record another video too. Yeah. I got stuff to do. You got stuff to do. Yep. Oh, I bribed the 14 year old to do something he didn't want to do by promising him a pack, like a four pack or whatever it is, of monster energy drinks. I got to buy those because he did the thing. So. And somebody listened to us at some point on double speed, at some point in your life without meaning to. I am so sorry. i was intense mm-hmm.
1: Can i you could imagine, imagine. Mm. could you imagine me <laughs>
0: y'all i could stay here with y'all uh for hours and i'm not allowed i have to go and do other things but yeah. i want to i love you guys yep. those of you who we did not scare off in today's episode or piss off so much that you clicked off thank you for staying thanks with for us. hanging with um we are who we are i don't think we're any different than we've ever been hopefully we're better <laughs> than before and keep getting better and right blah 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 and um yeah i guess we have to go now i
1: mm-hmm.
0: love you guys love
1: you guys thanks Thank for hanging with us and
0: being with us mm-hmm. and forgiving us our foibles yeah like the one that says kayla just talks too fucking much
1: <laughs> we love you
0: love you bye, bye.